Hi everyone, it's me, Erin. I just wanted to hop on before we start today's podcast and to be as authentic as possible. I just finished editing the pod on our topic today of dating and religion. And I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty tough topic for me to discuss because in my past relationship, I bring up some of the stories there that I kept really close to the chest and kind of suppressed in some ways. And it was it was really difficult to listen back to. You'll also hear in this podcast, I kind of take a comedic stance when I talk about this relationship. This relationship, I've really never been the same since. It truly shaped my life going forward. So to talk about it and even just a snippet of it that we did in this episode, I didn't realize at the time because when I record, I sometimes take a bird's eye view perspective, take myself out of it. In a sense, I try and talk about it like if I was you listening to my life. So didn't at the time realize how difficult it was until you listen back. And also I wanted to come on and anyone who can relate about being a secret based on either your religion or someone else's religion. I just want to say that I know how difficult it can be and how painful it can be at times. And you're not alone. And if you are hoping one day it's going to happen, or even if it does happen and you're not anymore, I just want to ask you, how much have you sacrificed for for that moment to happen where you're not a secret? Because I definitely sacrificed a lot and I still was a secret at the end. Again, you're not alone and, you know, it's okay to not want to be a secret. And if anyone's struggling with that, don't be afraid to reach out. So thank you all for listening and continuing to listen and keep spreading the word about Casual and Committed. We love doing it and we're having a blast. So thank you. So enough of me talking. Let's roll the tape. Hi, Kelsey. <laughs> Hi for all of our listeners. Having some technical difficulties. So I'm on <laughs> Alex's computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, I'm working in office. We're recording on a different day of the week right now. So <laughs> I am in office six days in a row, which is unusual because I work for a really great place that has a pretty flexible like hybrid schedule so I'm usually two mm-hmm. and two at home but not right now which is great I don't mind it and the benefit is I don't have to pack my shit up at the end of the day you know I can leave my laptop my mouse my keyboard like I leave it all at the office ready for my return and then we went to record tonight and I was like <laughs> I don't have any of my shit and so then I was like have no fear I will use my personal laptop don't know the last time actually I do my my browser when I opened it was like how to start a podcast so it was probably (laughs) in August when I when I last turned it on yeah everything needed to update I it's trying to connect to my old Apple ID email address Mm -hmm. it's like freaking out so now I'm on Alex's laptop and it's gonna warm me up because it's like a PC and it gets hot. It's going to send you to the moon when it makes all that noise that PCs do. Well, it's already like huffing and puffing (laughs) in like three minutes. So this will be good because we plan to get some good recording in. (laughs) But at least we're here. Mm Mm-hmm. At least we're we here. Made it. We made it. Thriving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I really, I was so excited today that I was going into the office tomorrow and didn't have to pack up my stuff. I don't know. I mean, you work from home all the time, like a hundred percent. So <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about, but it is a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine the brief time that I did work in an office for six months. I hated every second of it, but yes, when you didn't have to like take anything home, it yeah. was great. Yeah. Like gone are the days where that's the case. Cause my days aren't typically in a row. Yeah. My typical days in office are like every other. 
So, you know, I'm not complaining because I really love the schedule, but <laughs> I was so thrilled. And then I was so mad. I like sabotaged, but it's okay. Yeah, it is okay. I'll survive. <laughs> I'll live on. Everything will be fine. But how are you? I'm good. Been a little stressed over the last couple of days, but we're, because, we're managing. Because of your job? My job. There's some things going on within my job. Yeah, just overall, it, it's basically that. And then the certification thing that they're having me do. Yeah. Just wrapping up this week. I know. I saw that you submitted your yeah capstone. Yes. And then the lady sent it back because she wanted more things more specific than I had it. So that really pissed me off. Oh my gosh. Off. Someone's like, who's reading this work? She has a PhD in public health and she is the proctor for the certification. Yeah. But they really didn't give you any specifics on like what to do in the capstone. It was just like, have fun, like come up with an idea that's like based on everything that we've learned. But they they weren't like, you know, it needs to be like this many pages or it needs to be this amount of detail. That would have been nice to have known before I submitted it. <laughs> yeah. And so then, oh, so then she sent it back to you. She sent it back to me with like a bunch of notes and it came through on my phone email at first. Yeah. And so whenever you get a long email on your phone, it's, it looks way worse <laughs> than like if you yeah. were to read it on your computer. So that kind of had a meltdown after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, you are a very studious person. I am. Yeah. In so college, you like <laughs> cared to learn. Yes. And I mean, the stuff that she wanted, I, I understand. And now when I submit it, when I resubmitted it on Friday, it's, it will be top notch, top notch. Not that it wasn't, but I didn't really know she wanted more detail. So yeah, you gave it to her. I gave it to her. Yeah. How was that? Like you have, that's pretty schooly. The thing that your job made you do. It was like very. Yeah. It was like the certificate of mastery in infection prevention. So it was about (laughs) epidemiology, microbiology. So all the stuff that I didn't do in college, like I didn't take microbiology or anything like that, but there was some chemistry involved and stuff, which I did take, took way too many classes in chemistry so yeah it was basically like all of that so now after the certification like when I go to the conference Uh in Dallas which I think is in June May or June I don't know um I'll be able to brag to everybody show it on my little tag (laughs) oh yeah because will you get a distinction for the conference yeah and so now I can put it on LinkedIn and I can put it like on my resume it could be like Aaron infectious disease certified <laughs> CMIP or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. I so badly want to go back to school, like to get my final degree, but, and I will, like, I have mm-hmm. absolutely no doubt in my mind that I will one day be Dr. Parker, but, <laughs> but I so, so, so badly want to do it. Honestly, I wanted to do it for this fall, like start this fall. But uh, every every time it's a, applications are due in February and it's like January 20th that I always mm-hmm. think about it, you know? So I'm really going to be very conscious come like fall of this year to seriously consider starting fall of next year. So yeah, nah, was... but it probably won't happen because <laughs> I want another baby too. So right yeah. now, it's like, what do I do? You can have it all. You can have it all. Mm-hmm. I was like, how tired do I want to be? <laughs> yeah. I was on the phone with my friend Allie the other day because she's getting her hours for her therapy license, uh-huh. and she won't be done because she has another full time job. So she's only doing like ten hours a week. Sure. So she'll be done in 2025. And I was like, oh my gosh. Why isn't she just working to get out? Like, I understand there's constraints, but she can. She just likes her corporate. Yeah. She just likes her corporate, like makes decent money paycheck. Yes. (laughs) But I thought about going back to school. I was on the phone with her talking about it, but to go back for therapy, like to be a therapist, not the, not 
to the extent that Erica is, not to go get my doctoral degree, but you can get your master's. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it, but I'm like, I don't have any school debt. Do I really want to get school debt? So like, <laughs> truly, this is the thing. Like, there's so many other ways you can help people. So be a philanthropist, you know what I mean? Donate yeah. to the causes surrounding mental health and like the things you're passionate yeah. about. I'm thinking about the race I was telling you about. I'm thinking about for something along mental health. Like I want people to donate yeah. before I do the race. Yeah. That's very good. I like yeah. that approach for you better. <laughs> I think the therapy to Erica, you know, just, I mean, she's <laughs> R-I-C-H. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I just, I will never be. That's why I always like to bring it up. You know, I just will never be. My life didn't lead me down the path for money. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm very fulfilled. (laughs) I just sometimes like think to myself, I'm like, why am I not helping women and men with eating disorders? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm sitting in her office and I'm like, why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. But obviously it's years and years and years of going in places like my friends in a getting her hours in a drug rehab for teenagers. Mm -hmm. She goes in on the weekends. Like, I don't want. Like, I don't want to get my hours somewhere like that. Well, to be fair, though, you do spend a lot of time at the cat dog sanctuaries. So you could just replace those out. Like, like, it's not like your lifestyle would have to change that much. You could keep working and get your hours on the weekends. Replace your cat sanctuary time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. See, you're so good because I I just, I mean, even (laughs) pre-kids, I didn't volunteer. You're so good. A lot you of were friends, like the volunteer queen in college. I was, I was in college. Yeah, I was a better person then. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm just tired. I'm a tired mom. <laughs> mm. I just think I found a purpose with animals. And so like when you find that, it's like you, you kind of get addicted to it. Yeah, my friend Megan, she is a hospice volunteer. And she'll mm. go throughout the week to the memory care facility down the street. And she's like, you know, her few, like, I don't, they're not clients to her, but like her friends in hospice at the memory care facility. And I mean, what I say, though, I don't believe in, believe in a higher power. I just say she's doing God's work. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like she is just doing God's work. So praise Jesus. Yeah. Praise Jesus. But well, that's, That's a good, good segue. segue. Yeah. I know that was even on purpose. <laughs> I know. So we always get there. We, we do. always we do. get there. Well, in the spirit of Easter Sunday coming up, as mm-hmm. well as we are in the midst of Ramadan. Like, yes, it's both right now. Mm-hmm. When this gets released after Palm Sunday. So. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So you'll be in the. Easter week. <laughs> Lent Lent will be shortly ending, you know? And Ramadan will still have quite a bit to go. <laughs> yes, true. I you know, I work at U of M Dearborn and we have a very high concentration. I don't think concentration's right, population mm-hmm. of Middle Eastern students. And, you know, so when it's Ramadan, our campus culture just shifts a little bit, you know? And I feel like such an ass when we have like events right now that are centered around food and then (laughs) most of our students at the time aren't eating and then I was so stupid like I know it's Ramadan I know that they're fasting right now and I like invited one of our students out to lunch like it was all in like there's nothing wrong with me not remembering that it's Mm -hmm. Ramadan and that they're not eating but like you know, I just felt like such an ass. So I said in the email, cause she was like, thank you so much for the invitation. But like, currently I'm fasting, so I won't be going. And it was like a lunch for her. So I was like, well, if you're not going, none of us are going, duh. <laughs> and so anyway, so then I emailed back. I literally said, OMG, I'm so dense. Cause like, how stupid am I? And then we picked a date after Ramadan ends, but Anyway, in the spirit of all of these high holidays, holy high holidays, we thought we'd talk about religion and dating. Yes. 
because I have some expertise in that department. You have some expertise and painful expertise. Like, let me be honest this with that. This is actually so great, Erin, because we didn't plan a damn thing about this episode, but we were just talking about college and school. And wouldn't you know it, Erin, my degree was it. And we spoke on, a, you know, our education just a minute ago was in education and religious studies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just between the two of us and already what we've been talking about, what a perfect topic. Yeah. I mean, your end will be a little bit happier. Mine will be filled with pain. <laughs> My perspective. <laughs> well, I don't know if mine is. I don't know. Well, yeah, yours is full of pain, but, <laughs> but Yes. Anyway. Okay. So let's jump right in. (laughs) Yes. Let's go for it. Okay. Dating or being in a relationship with people of the same and or different religions. So just to start us off, Erin, did a quick Google Mm -hmm. and discreet news. Never heard. (laughs) But Discreet News has an article from a few years ago, Why Religious compa- Compatibility Matters in Relationships. So just quickly reading, there's a quote. How often do you go to church? The man says as the woman's eyes widen. <laughs> anyway, just that's funny because I'm sure that's true. So (laughs) one percentage of U.S. adults who say the following factors are very important for a successful marriage. First, or like most, like most important is having shared interests at 66%. 63% say satisfying sexual relationships. 61% say it's important sharing household chores. 46% say adequate income leads to successful marriages, but 44% of people are saying shared religious beliefs are the key to a successful marriage. Honestly, I would agree with that just because of everything I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. Then it goes on to say frequency of religious discussion. So the next couple of things are percentage of U.S. adults in the following types of marriages who talk about religion a lot or some with their spouses. And it says that partners who are affiliated with the same religion talk about it. 78% of couples talk about it Mm -hmm. down to 36% of partners who are both unaffiliated. So that makes sense. If mm-hmm. you're the same religion, you're going to talk about it significantly more than. Yeah. But I also like, if you are of a different religion that, and I'm not saying if you're Catholic and like the other person's Baptist, because there are some of the same ideologies in that. Mm-hmm. But if you are like Baptist, like I grew up, And then you go date a person who is Muslim. And obviously there's two branches of that. His family was Sunni. I was having discussions. I was at least trying to have those discussions. But he would shut me down all the time because he didn't want to talk to me about it. That's weird. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) It was very weird. It was... Obviously, again, very painful experience, but also from like, I know we had stated prior on here and a few episodes prior that like, yes, I was a secret and blah, blah, blah. And that was totally based on his religion. Mm-hmm. And I was a secret towards my family as well, because I remember growing up, like I was taught basically like you need to marry, not my mom. This is more my dad saying this, but like you need to marry somebody who's white and a Christian. So if you don't have those two things, basically I'd be a, you know, massive disappointment. A disappointment. (laughs) You'd be alienated because. So yeah, I remember when my ex and I started dating and everybody knew like I was like this romantic, like love, love. So I was so excited. I was like shouting it from the rooftops when him and I got together because I was just like so excited about him and I. And so I went to my parents and I said, like, guess what? I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so then they started asking the questions. And the first two questions my dad asks is, 
is he Republican or Democrat? <laughs> the other mm-hmm. one was, what religion are they? Mm. Those are so, like, <laughs> okay, let's just pause here. <laughs> let's back up. So we have to give your ex-boyfriend like a, a name. We don't a have name. to figure it out right now, but yeah. like besides asshole, but <laughs> we'll have to get, maybe just ex-boyfriend. That's fine. It, he doesn't need that name, but he was Annie. Yes. And he is Muslim. Correct. But he didn't practice. Sure. He practiced occasionally. Yeah. Like he was like light, like Muslim light. Yes. Like he's drinking alcohol, smoking weed, Mm. eating pork, like all the stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. He was doing, but he was hiding it all from his family. So at Ramadan, Mm -hmm. when he was at living at home he'd call me from the taco bell parking lot at lunchtime but taco bell thought he was fasting yeah oh and so like when i brought up in that post like when he got engaged to that girl and he said now i'm forced to bring our two worlds worlds together that's what it is because I don't think he came down here and I don't think it was a pretty picture for him. I don't think it was like, oh yeah, go, go down there and be with her. He had to make some sacrifices and I don't think they were good sacrifices with his family. So, but sorry, what I wanted to also just take a pause on was in all dead ass seriousness, Mm -hmm. that really what your dad asked? Like immediately? Not joking. He asks that every time. Before about- he even knows anything else about them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is just- because to my dad, those are extremely important, important right. things. And so when I told him, I was like, well, he's, I didn't know at the time he was Pakistani. I thought he was Indian. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, he's Indian. But I mean, his name, Aaron, is very traditionally like middle eastern i met him at the brief job i had mentioned earlier that i worked at for six months i met him in the Mm -hmm. break room of the office with someone else of who who was pakistani Mm -hmm. and they were talking about like being muslim so the only thing i knew about being like hindu or buddhist or like any of those other religions from growing up in my family and again, this is more so my dad and the politics and all that. Mm-hmm. It was scary if you were a Muslim. Oh like, and so when I said to them, I'm like, yeah, well, he's, you know, a Muslim, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's Indian. That was it. That was like, nope. So but he was your boyfriend. I'm just, you know, it's my job. It's my <laughs> job to just like poke a little. He oh. was your boyfriend and you thought he was Indian? Wait, what? Because you just said to your dad that he's Muslim and Indian, but this is when I first, when you first met him, and we're when I first met him and was interested. Yeah, I see. I didn't okay, know. I'm gonna all stop the... poking fun at those things because that's not the point of the story. My dad's next response was, "Well, if this works out, and you guys have kids, like, how are they going to get baptized? Like, they're not going to get baptized." Because I don't know like what the process is if they do like some type of baptism in Islam. But my dad was like concerned about my future children. And he was like, I'm not going to go to your wedding if you end up, you know, he's like, they're going to, they're going to immediately, he threw all this fear into my mind. He was like, yeah, you're going to get married and they're going to, they're going to convert you. And basically all the horrors that like when people are afraid or don't know enough or whatever they throw at you to like kind of prevent you from moving forward so it's basically kind of like what my dad did but at the same time it like didn't stop me and I just was like you know what if my parents don't approve I'll just keep it a secret and if he does come around I'll just say he's my friend and he did come around he met my parents a couple times but then his parents he finally sat down we had been dating for five six months he had sat them down in like September and said like, hey, I'm dating this girl. I really like her. She's white. Mm-hmm. Christian. Mm-hmm. No go. 
They were like, you need to break up with her. You're setting a terrible example for your sister, which his sister at the time was just starting high school. And so like, you're not being a good Muslim is basically what they told him. And that we want you to marry somebody who's Pakistani from the same village that we came from and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And so like a couple days later, he breaks up with me in downtown Milford in a park. And then a couple days later after that, he just says, fuck it let's be together and so then we ended up being a secret to both of our parents for the next four years (laughs) wow can you i mean you can imagine because you lived it but (laughs) i guess for me i have to be mindful of how and what i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. what i think in this part for this particular episode's topic on religion is it is very hard for me to relate to the importance that people emphasize on their religion in matters like this because it seems so wild that both of you truly, and I really understand that, at, especially like at a certain point, it was really him motivated by all of these things that kept your relationship a secret. I think you would have like kept it a secret until you were serious about him and then probably like went to bat with your family eventually, but he wasn't willing to do that, but all over something, all over something like all over a higher being. Right. And Mm -hmm. the assumptions that humans have placed on what that higher being thinks you need to do to make them like happy essentially yeah and what a toxic relationship (laughs) anyway again from like what I went through I mean my mom knew the whole time but she acted like you know whatever but I, I was so curious because I wanted to be a part of his life fully and I felt like just like in that article that's a big part of his life that he has a double identity and I think he still does being somebody who like can get along with people who aren't a part of this religion that's so strict in his eyes and in my eyes mine is in a sense strict in the sense that my dad said like you're so against the grain to be a part of any other thing because God would not accept somebody who if you were christian yeah from Mm -hmm. another religion so yeah it's i just wanted to know about his religion i wanted to know and his mom spoke urdu i hope Mm -hmm. i said that right so sometimes she'd call we'd be in the car going somewhere and she'd start speaking urdu and he'd say things Mm -hmm. but then he'd stop And I would be like, can you teach me something? Can you teach me how to say hello? Mm -hmm. He just was like, no, I'm from America. Like, I don't want to speak this in front of you. So I think there was a lot of like fear and and stuff. And well, too, like your ex is, is not a unique case, but he was not only a different religion than you, which is just something you were working through, having never <laughs> experienced that before. But he also, I, he was born here. So he was first generation, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think like culturally from being an outsider and, and, you know, just like having knowledge of this area, like not only is religion a factor, but culturally speaking, like being a first generation American, there's like expectations on those. Oh, yeah children to you know mm-hmm. keep and, their culture and keep like it to assimilate only to a certain extent you know and there's a real identity to navigate of being you know a proud middle eastern yes. person as well as a you know a young person living in the united states yep. you know other cultures at least mm-hmm. so you know I don't envy the position that he and many of like the students that I work with are in, but I well, mean, does it make him less of an ass? <laughs> I, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, no, I because you know, at the end of the day, like the person he's ending up with. And if he ever listens to this, like, this is my opinion and my opinion alone, but it's not going to be a cakewalk. Like 
I always thought he had like this perfect family because the way he described it was like, you know, Thanksgiving were like with basically like people you weren't related to, but he called them cousins. Of course. Yeah. So all these people from like Canton and stuff, you know, would all come to Novi where he, his family lived Mm -hmm. and they'd have like 150 people over for Thanksgiving. Like they celebrated Thanksgiving. So I just like wanted to be, I knew I was never going to be invited. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time, just because we were a secret. Yeah. But I wanted to be a part of it so damn bad because I wanted to be in his life. And there were times like he'd text me and be like, okay, yeah, everyone's gone. Like, you want to come over? So I'd go over. And so I'd smell like the the mm-hmm. food that his mom cooked. Like I mm-hmm. I was in the house, mm-hmm. but I wasn't welcome. Apart welcomed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was one time I came over and it was nighttime and his parents and his sister were gone like on a camping trip or something and he was like I need you to go through the back door I don't want anyone to see you like I don't want any neighbors to see you and I was like fuck that I'm going through the front door Mm -hmm. because I was this was like getting towards the end of a relationship I was like I'm done like I'm not (laughs) like yeah so yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a struggle and he never wanted to participate. He would buy me Christmas gifts and stuff. And I wanted to like have him be a part of that, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like excited about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think when people, and again, this goes to his situation now, if you are in a relationship where somebody's like a different religion from an extreme side, like I was like it, it's just going to be such a struggle your whole entire life that you're married to that person because yeah even though you're the family might be welcoming to you it, they might still feel like it's a disappointment because it's not what they pictured for their child and i knew he just felt in some regards that he was kind of a disappointment to his family because just with like Indian culture, like Pakistanis, they want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. His dad was like really high up at GM. So he wanted his son to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. He got a degree in econ and then like ended up being a recruiter and like doing now he does something in an IT and I don't know what it is. But so, yeah, I mean, I, I just think he just felt like overall he was just like a disappointment to his family and then to bring me into it. Yeah. So. yeah I mean I really can't imagine being in that scenario Alex and I are completely aligned in like our beliefs but or like lack thereof but but I think like my rose-colored glasses would say like it's it's really up to the couple and the people in the family like everyone's situation is different you know what I mean but like I'm so sure in fact I have other friends who have been secrets who have been in in my examples they're all white women who are Christian who are dating or like hooking up with Mm -hmm. Middle Eastern men who are Muslim and typically first generation or second generation Americans so you know and so it's a very common unfortunately circumstance that you were in which is, you know, it's up for to any of you all, you or the guy, ultimately, even if they're an ass, like there's pressures on, on yeah. them that. You- I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't just like his religion that we. Oh no. We he's, ended an ass. The- he's an ass for a lot of other things. <laughs> much. Set much, aside that. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> yeah. say he couldn't understand the, the struggles I faced with my family and the mm-hmm. dynamics there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, no, we that was a big issue. Ass. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that, but it, yeah. it just wasn't that. But that was a big, it was a big struggle for us. But towards the end, when I could feel like he wanted to close the door, mm-hmm. I never wanted to close the door because, again, with like this whole proof people wrong mentality, yeah. I was like, I'll go to the fucking moon for you. And even farther than that, like, let's go. Like, I will stand by your side and we will get through this. Mm-hmm. And I had told my parents towards the end of our relationship, like, him and I were dating. Mm-hmm. And by then, because they had met him and they, like, even my nieces had met him and stuff, like, mm-hmm. they thought he was fine. And my dad, I think, just kind of was like, okay, like, if this is what she wants, like, I can't, 
you know, I was like 27 at the time. You couldn't say like, you know, what he could say to me at 23. Right. So. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So how has this informed dating going forward? You know, like, how do you make sure you aren't going to be a secret to someone? (laughs) Like when you are on dates, do you like talk about that? Because you date a variety of like nationalities, cultures, (laughs) skin colors, which then means you're dating people of all different types of religions. So do you talk about it ever? And like, when do you talk about it? Mm-hmm. What do you Can say? we just pause for a moment and just yes. think about 23 year old me when you said that I date all these nationalities? No, well, <laughs> I know this is what a turn, what a turn truly from thinking that I wish we won't say his name, but what I can assure the audience, our dedicated listeners is his name is very much not an Indian name and is very much a common Middle Eastern man's name. Mm-hmm. That is all. <laughs> so, I mean, I can tell I'm, I am not, you are so authentic. That's why this podcast is so great because truthfully, I mean, 23 year old, you would be so proud a 31 year old you and how far you've come and the variety of men you have embraced. Yes. So I think, so back to your question, how have I moved forward with it? Yeah. I kind of think about this regularly. I don't bring up religion right away on the first date, but I do now that I've kind of been through the whole secret thing I do think it's important to be aligned in some way, shape, or form Mm -hmm. with your beliefs, whether that means if you're like an atheist, then you need to be with somebody who's an atheist, in my personal opinion, Mm. just because the battle that you will face if you go to church on Sunday and the person you are with does not go with you or participate and then like if you guys have kids like how are you going to balance should you let your kid go to with you to church or type of thing should they not if i'm swiping i definitely if they have their religion up i look at that and i will swipe left if they are atheist or agnostic interesting Um, because i do i do have a faith I used to go to church all the time, but I've had some things happen to me over the last few years that like, I've kind of been mad mad at Mm -hmm. God or Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's been a slow progression to get me back to like, you know, Mm -hmm. what I used to be, but I would like to somebody who is aligned in some way, shape or form in the same faith. Yeah. But I would convert. I would convert if I felt like, you know, like I said, with Mountain Man, I would have converted to Judaism. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you could then keep agnostics in your in your lineup. They believe in a higher power, just not religion. Yeah, but the, see, the re- reason is, is like, yeah, you can believe in a higher power. But like, if I want to take my child to church, if I had a kid, mm-hmm. would they really want to like, you know, so I just think it would be tough for me at this point. That's very interesting. you're willing to like date other religions and convert but not if i felt like it was the right the right choice yeah for me and i thought and i would hope that they would feel the same way about it'd be the reverse you know like would they convert to i'm not catholic be baptist and i don't there's not really like a conversion ceremony to be baptist like you're just Mm -hmm. baptist Mm -hmm. you just go to a baptist church one day Mm -hmm. so like yeah, I, I would hope that they would be open to that as well. But I just, because I went through so much strife, there's something I just don't want to deal with. I completely understand not wanting <laughs> to deal, but you're still going on dates with people who are Muslim or Hindu. Yes, because I'm still keep, keeping my mind open to the fact that like, maybe I, maybe that would be the way I would want to go. Like maybe that would be my way back to mm-hmm. the okay. higher power. 
mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, and Hindus and Buddhists believe that, well, I can't speak for Hindus, but Buddhists for sure definitely think that Jesus was a prophet. So you're good on that front. They just don't think he was <laughs> the prophet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're good to go there. And, um, I think Hindu thinks everyone's a Hindu. When I went to India, I'm pretty sure like that was like the main message I was getting like in my, cause my classes were religion classes in mm-hmm. India and like all of the, like, I'm not anything, but you know, I think the entire group was white. I can't remember everyone in our group, which is sad. Cause like there were only like 12 of us and I can't even probably picture all of us, but I think we were all white and I'm pretty sure we were all Christian or nothing you know we were not hindu is the point i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and they'd be like oh but you're all hindu (laughs) they're saying that even christian people are Hindu. like their stance i don't think they were speaking for the entire like you know indian population who are hindu you know in their religion but but their message was like hindus believe that even christians are hindus even though that's not like accurate i should hook you up with the guy who was like our tour guide in india because (laughs) you and him would have a lot in common (laughs) oh yeah i mean i'm very fortunate obviously i went to a catholic high school and i was raised catholic and i went to a catholic grade school Mm -hmm. and i was pretty catholic i worked at that catholic mission you know in college one summer and then i wasn't anymore (laughs) I just, and then I studied religious studies in college and decided I didn't believe in anything. And what is really crazy is my husband was not raised as anything. Like he was baptized, but wasn't, didn't do any of the, like any of the other Catholic like sacraments, Mm -hmm. but in high school got his first communion and confirmed because he was in a Catholic high school. I want to know like what mm-hmm. all this stuff is. I don't think he wanted to know for like theological purposes. I think he wanted to know for like factual information purposes, mm-hmm. like to understand what we all had learned. It was very uncommon to not have gone to a Catholic school heading into our high school. So he was like one of three people who were from a public school in our class So I find that very interesting that he like did all of those things like pretty like late in, Mm -hmm. I mean, like young in terms of life, but late in terms of when you normally do those things in the Catholic faith and yet still same trajectory as me, like, like did all of that. And still we like agree that there is no higher power, but and that makes what is it... your reasoning for that? I'm just curious yeah. why there's no God. I... So first off, I'll never say that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. Like you don't know that you're right either, but I've never like, said I was. No, no. But I'm saying like, I, yeah. you, I it's... would never, I think atheists have a rap that like, they think that they're right. And like, yeah. they want to prove that they're right. And while I love to prove that I'm right in a lot of aspects of my life, this is something to me that's like, literally, you can't prove it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's like why faith is faith. So first off, I don't ever think I would never like argue with someone that I'm right and that they're wrong. But I, you know, I studied all of the religions. I definitely think religion is a construct. It was a human created thing to cope, to connect, to do all of these wonderful things it is mm-hmm. political and toxic in like <laughs> modern oh, times yeah. yes but like fundamentally it has a really beautiful like foundation you know which is all the things i just mentioned connection coping all of that so if you take just religion out of it and just like is there a thing that created all the other things I just don't think there is, you know, I don't think that we like, I don't think we all float up into the clouds and like reconnect when we die. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's very hard for me too. Like it feels like really, really, really beautiful. Like it's such a beautiful sentiment and it's like one of the only things I really hope I'm wrong on, but Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I just can't get there. I, you know, maybe I'm a little cynical, but, but my, 
amazing boss is a philosopher and I butcher this a little bit, like in my retelling, but she says, you know, from a scientific side of things that, you know, all matter can't be created or destroyed and consciousness is something that we know, like it exists, like it's a thing that we talk about, like it's matter. And so your consciousness can't be destroyed. Like, where does it go? And so I really, you know, it's kind of like a scientific approach to like a soul, you know, but instead of a soul, it's your consciousness. So like, where does your consciousness go? And so maybe my consciousness will be like floating around somewhere, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So, but again, I would never say that I'm wrong or that I'm right. But what I find interesting is that Alex and I like arrived at that separately Yeah. At the same time. So that has made our life easier. Like, I don't know. I don't think either of us are so passionate that we would ever have, like, if I wanted to go to church that, and he didn't, you know, that either of us would feel strongly about what the other person was doing. That's just why I was like, curious why you, like, I'm not saying you're right or wrong to swipe. Cause I don't think him and I are like extreme atheists. Like I think we're respectful atheists. <laughs> Again, atheists get a bad rap. We're not like, <laughs> you know, we're not all shitheads, but, yeah. but I do think like, regardless of where we did end up, I think we would have been respectful of one another and like where we settled in at, but we did end up settling in yeah, together. And we really didn't do that. Like there wasn't, we had different experiences that like sort of led us there. And so like, we didn't baptize our kids. If your kids were interested in learning more, like wanting to purchase a Bible, would you be like, yeah, sure. Are you open to them for finding their faith? Yeah. Yes. Because I don't think I should take that away. It's actually funny. Jackie and I, she loves her shout out. So shout out Jackie. (laughs) So I don't think she'll mind. Jackie was raised without really a faith and as a mom decided that like she wanted her kids to have one and Tom her husband is Catholic and she did all the things she got all the sacraments done and like went to the school and learned about you know Jesus and everything and is Catholic all for her kids to have something and then if they choose to want nothing like then that's good but like she wants them to start with one Mm -hmm. and I had one and cho- chose to not, but I said, if my kids want something, then sure, like they can go for it. But I think like, you know, my parents are, and grandparents are Catholic. Well, my dad is not, and actually neither is my grandma, but Catholicism is raging in the, in my family due to the Italians that are a part of my life. And then Alex's parents are also Catholic. So Mm -hmm. Catholicism is like running rampant. So I think, I mean, and just like TV and stuff, they're going to have sure and options, but I actually heard of this program, someone's daughter that I knew a couple of years ago, they, they like put her in this program where they like got to experience like seven or eight different religions as Mm preteens. And I thought that was so cool, you know, like So I'm really into that and I would love to like find something like that in a few years for the kids to just like get exposure to all the different, I mean, not every single religion, obviously, but some of like the, the big religion so that they can see like Mm -hmm. the religious services and the like community around the faith. So yeah, yeah. it would be hard for me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it though. No, I, I could see it being a struggle. It would be very, very hard to honor their desire if they really chose to then believe it. Mm-hmm. I would be so down for them learning about it. It would be harder for me to accept if they started making life decisions based on religion. That would mm-hmm. that would be challenging for me. Yeah. Like problematic yeah. ones. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And I've seen it just like within my own family, like growing up. My dad gave my sister and I, once you turn like 15, 16, like if you don't want to go to church, you don't have to. So my sister made the choice when she turned like 15, 16, like she wasn't going to go anymore. Mm-hmm. 
but I I've seen it where like if one person believes and the other person doesn't like there would be days my mom never went because she grew up like Episcopalian mm-hmm. but my grandpa her dad was just kind of like like I don't know if there is one if there is I'll meet my maker mm-hmm. you know when I die mm-hmm. type of thing and so like this kind of like what my mom carried on for years and years and years and so by the time I turned 15, 16, I kept going with my dad because I felt like I still was a believer. I believed all that stuff. It just be kind of became like a bonding experience for him mm-hmm. and I, like just something for us to go and do together as father daughter. But I would see that it weighed on him that like two of his family members uh-huh. weren't going. So I could see it on your end too, where like, it, I could see it weighing on you, but on the opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm never going to put someone down. I, mm-hmm. I get, I, it's where I struggle is I really struggle with religion more than like a belief in a higher power. Like I sh- struggle with. I struggle with the politics. Yeah, like of the it. emphasis that a rel- like a religious entity, you know, like they they are humans. Humans are imperfect beings, like but then they're so staunch, like that part's very hard for me. So I would that would be where it'd be very challenging if my kids were any religion, but we'll just pick on the Catholics cuz like that's the <laughs> one that I can speak best to. Like, you know, if my children started believing things say like that were against like the lgbtq community because of religion or you know started giving their money (laughs) to a church like i would be very anxious about things like that but if they just wanted to believe and they wanted to pray because that was like comforting to them Mm -hmm. you know like at the edge of their bed at night or whatever now that is just precious and adorable and i like love that. You know what I mean? There is no, that is not harming a single person. So Mm -hmm. I would totally be down, you know? Yeah. And I would, this is what I would love though. I think what I could really go for is if my kids did marry someone with faiths, like, especially not Christian faiths, I'd be down. I'd be like, sweet. Let's like embrace it. You know what I mean? Like, let's like join in the party while you're like an adult, like you're getting married now. So you're an adult at, at least kind of sort of. And so like you have established your beliefs and now you've chosen that you're willing to like be with this other person. And so like, I'm down for like a big Jewish wedding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the, I think that's like what I was trying to say earlier <laughs> was that like, I, I am still swiping on other people's religions just because I'm not just open to people being Christian, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I might connect with Judaism better. I might connect with being Hindu better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And really what I would like for you, for me, you know what I mean? Cause you know how I'm always trying to make it about me in yes. your dating life. Yeah. <laughs> I really would be pushing you to marry someone who is Hindu because just like the weddings, fabulous hindu weddings are fabulous they go on for like a week days and days (laughs) and i would love it and we could get the mundi i think is what it's called it's when you get the mindy mundi anyway yeah i'm all about it let's do it so get on that please (laughs) please prioritize all the hindu (laughs) men you see All the men who practice Hindu. Yeah, I'll do my best. But (laughs) the one thing that I, this has nothing to do with religion, but more on the politics, because I think. Oh, yeah, they go inside. Oh, I would disown my children if they became. (laughs) (laughs) They want to pray, go for it. But they want to. If they show up with like what your grandpa has in his house, like the. (laughs) The the, Trump cutout. Oh, my God. I know. I would pee my pants and laugh. That would that 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 is a different episode. Actually, you should like bookmark the topic, like in general, for like a few months down the road after this podcast is like you know in people's rearview mirror. But yeah, I would just like yeah, I would that would be 
I'd be rolling, dying laughing. (laughs) No, but like it wouldn't be a peaceful home. No, you would be. It wouldn't be peaceful. You'd be riding at dawn. (laughs) But that would be, that would be due to my parenting (laughs) and not like religion. You know, it's like a higher level of. ah, It's just idiotic. If you're going to be conservative socially, we'll Mm -hmm. leave it at that in my house. (laughs) If you're socially conservative, then we are struggling (laughs) to get on the same page. You know what I mean? So it'd be a struggle for me if Mm -hmm. my kids were like, I I don't want to get too racy on this pod, but I just also throw out a few topics that I'm pretty passionate about. We can talk about that in another episode. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But what I was saying is kind of funny because because I'm more of like in the middle, like I agree with some things on both sides, but I just can't sway one way or the other. Most times I problematic, but anyway, but we already know that you already know how I feel, but I don't care. Like, I don't care if somebody was like super conservative or super liberal, like it doesn't that to me, that's not make it or break it. Now, if it's like their whole life, where they're like, that's like all they live and breathe, then yeah, I can't, I can't be with somebody like that. But it's not like politics for me are not make it or break it in your beliefs. But if you start using, (laughs) but if you start using your religion to this, that's where I said, like when you were talking earlier about like, I don't like the politics of religion. Mm -hmm. You start using your political beliefs with like, that is with your religion and like that's why you need to be on this side of the aisle because of this then I can't do that because faith is faith like you are supposed to believe in something important higher power somebody who's supposed to bestow upon you goodness and grace and whatnot having some political power or human being and a political office to use religion against everybody and then having everybody who believes in that person, you know, to use a religion in politics, I just, it's just too messy and it's just not right. Like that's not what religion <laughs> is mm-hmm. for. Hence why when in the Ten Commandments it says thou shall not kill, like so many battles have been fought for religion mm-hmm. and I just don't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it'd be just so, it'd be very hard if my kids came out socially conservative. I'd be very stressed. But anyway, (laughs) but they can bring home whoever they want. Yeah. (laughs) As long as they're not socially conservative either. (laughs) See, you'll be like my dad. Are they Republican, Democrat? Yeah, I'll be like, excuse me, what are their views on LGBTQ rights, abortion rights? What are their views on XYZ? Like, I'm going to be unfortunately like your father. (laughs) But it'll be just my luck that that that's what... My children will bring out yeah. anyway but some I pastor do... oh my god could you marry could you imagine if they married a pastor at one of those like mega churches well that would be true. tough well be you tough. you know what you won't be saying that very much long because you know how much those mega church pastors make oh you know i love to be rich i'll be like <laughs> oh praise jesus <laughs> let me go put on my sunday best <laughs> oh my gosh you want me to put on whatever this weird cultish looking outfit is sure (laughs) for sure happy to do so and that's another thing people are like why don't you if you believe like why don't you go to church i don't want to go by myself because a lot of mlms start in churches and so i love multi-level marketing (laughs) i hate it because it's a cult i love it that's why i love it i love it so much i find cults so fascinating cult behavior it is fascinating yes yeah, scientology who- <laughs> leah remini thank goodness for the work she's doing i know seriously <laughs> yeah but if anyone's like yeah i could never get caught up in a cult you can it's yeah so- those leggings lularoo yeah did you watch that amazon yes. prime doc yes it's so good and i and have you know what i, I have briefly- three pairs of those leggings still. really and they're awesome when you're pregnant they're awesome <laughs> 
I remember when we were at Boltwood getting like notifications to join Facebook groups. Yeah, like to join. Like I was automatically put into the group and I never like invited myself. Yeah. I never like clicked into the group. Yeah. But then watching that doc and then seeing all these people doing the Facebook lives, I was like, yeah, I remember getting something like that. Totally. I can't wait. I want to be in on a multi-level marketing scheme, but I'm like, I obviously don't want to found one because that's illegal, but I would love to accidentally fall into one early. Yeah. And that's that's where you make the money. That's where you want to be. That's where the money is. Well, and I I think what I'm selling. (laughs) And so for me to go alone to church, like, I think you're a sitting duck for them as prey. Because when I was growing up, my parents got into an MLM via church. And guess Amazing. what it was called? What? It was like an offshoot of Amway products. Okay. Team of Destiny. That was the team they were on, Team of Destiny. That's what the company was called. Oh, but they my were gosh. selling like an offshoot of like Amway products. Amazing. <laughs> and Amazing. so, like, we'd go to church and every Sunday, the team would meet, you know, in the parking lot after church mm-hmm. and they'd all pass around all the cassette tapes and all the CDs. You pay, you write a check to pay for all the stuff. And then like, I remember going to like, my parents would drop me off at swim practice, you know, and we'd be listening to team of destiny cassette tapes on how to be successful and like dream big. And I remember getting into the limo and like when I finally made diamond you know, stuff like that, like all the stuff you hear. In yeah, MLMs. I want that. I want the pink car that you get if you sell enough <laughs> Arbon products. I want to like go on those LuLaRue cruises that they have. Like I oh want my. it all. Sign me up. As long as I'm not coming in at the end, I'll take it. Like going to prison in the end? Is that what you mean? No, no. Because like <laughs> if you come in late, then you're just oh, like, oh, honey, you know, I want to yeah. be a solid middle to upper, but not ever found responsible. It's a dangerous game you play when you're trying to enter into an MLM early, but it's one I'm yeah. willing to risk if the product was right, you know, even yeah. if the product never existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like True. some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can smell them from a mile away. Like, don't even, like, the financial ones. Yeah. One of my friends is in one of the financial ones. Like, his wife is in it. And I'm just, like, I try and be supportive. But at the same time, I'm, like, you're in a cult. Like, get out of it. I know. But I, I, you know, and I don't like all, anyway, we don't need to go into cults. But (laughs) (laughs) I love a cult documentary. Let's leave it at that. I can't say I love a cult. Me too. Because that would be, that's. (laughs) not accurate but to just wrap just to tie this up in a pretty little bow yeah just like overall i think like religion and dating i think is obviously i agree with the article it's very crucial and it's important to me i don't know if it's fully make it or break it yet i probably will decide that the older i get yeah because i feel like the older you get there are some people who start leaning in more to faith just because they start thinking of their mortality i think Um, of my mortality every day so (laughs) yeah i don't i don't i don't think about that i know that's so crazy to me like it must be so nice to not (laughs) but sadly my mind doesn't allow that i think about it constantly (laughs) yeah i don't but the one thing i I will say is I will never be a secret again in a relationship. Yeah. That's, that's a good boundary to set. That is a good boundary. Yeah. And I didn't answer that question that you had asked, like, how do you, how are you going to navigate not, not being a a secret again? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if they don't talk about their family that much, because he didn't really talk about them that much in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, one of the first times we had hung out I went to go pick him up at his house and I couldn't even pull in the driveway. He like ran out. So I think there's like little signs in the beginning that like I ignored initially that I won't ignore now. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Aaron, thanks. 
you know, on behalf of our listeners, just thank you for being so honest, you know, and sharing your experiences. Oh, well, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at casual and committed podcast. I'll put up some polls about this topic. I think this would be interesting for people. Yes, to- very important. Yeah, for people to chime in on. I did win the last poll situation we put up there. So, you know. I love how you made it you versus me. I knew you were going to do that. Of course. You just wanted to be right. No, well, I did have people text me on the side already knowing I was going to be winning the argument. I knew I was going to win. Like, that's. I wasn't concerned about him bringing up his dad. It was just being too. Right, pushy. You use that as your example and what all I had to say was that that was not an example that was not him being you said is it weird to bring up his dad and that's not what I was trying to say I was saying all of those combined made me feel really pressured right and I'm just saying that none of those things should have put pressure on you <laughs> but it's fine it's fine maybe you'll win this poll maybe people i'll ask a question do you believe in jesus you'll win that one do you believe in jesus like aaron <laughs> we'll all say yes so don't worry you'll win that one anyway thanks again everyone bye, bye.